Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, Apple TV has officially picked up Murderbot, a 10-episode sci-fi drama series starring and executive produced by Emmy winner Alexander Skarsgård from Succession. Based on Martha Wells's best-selling Hugo and Nebula award-winning book series, The Murderbot Diaries, the project hails from Chris and Paul Weitz and Paramount Television Studios. So for those of you who do not know what Murderbot is, have never read Murderbot, it is a series by Martha Wells about a part robot, part human security unit robot kind of thing living in the far future where space society is dominated by corporations. The sec unit in the series has hacked its governor module and basically has more autonomy than normal and uses that freedom of mind to mostly like watch TV and just has a, like kind of a morose and unique outlooks on, on things. I've only read the first one, but I really liked it. I'm going to read the rest of them for sure and it, it makes sense that it's going to be a show like just after reading the first book yeah it's like that, that would be a good show i remember when you were reading it that you really enjoyed it quite a bit and yeah. talked about it for a few weeks actually what sort of show will it be it will be like an action show yeah or... you're right that i did talk about it for like a couple episodes because i liked it <laughs> so did, much yeah. but like i just didn't keep going with it because we were reading the expanse and i just didn't want to like read two like sci-fi series at the same and then obviously like once we were done with the expanse i probably could have hopped back onto it but i was reading a bunch of other stuff so uh but yeah that's uh kind of what, what were you asking sorry uh oh what sort of <laughs> show is it going to be is it like action-packed or is it going to be like a mystery or what sort i don't of... know i think uh there'll probably be a decent amount of action but i think if it's anything like the books it'll probably just kind of more focus on like the society and then like how this part robot part human uh person like feels about the situation that they're in it's kind of vibey right am i remembering yeah that like yeah it's um robot vibey <laughs> robot, robot vibey like it's definitely different okay. from anything else i've read i would definitely suggest it to anybody that's looking for something kind of short i don't know how the rest of the series goes i know that the books seem to get a little bit longer as they go like the first four of them are novellas like proper novellas but then i think they kind of graduate into like 250 300 page books as they, and i think like the fifth or sixth one like just came out and the covers get progressively cooler too martha wells is kind of just kind of legendary at this point you know, yeah, like you're just in good hands with Martha Wells. Kind of, kind of like a Robin Hobb type where you're just like, I know I'm going yeah, to enjoy kind this of, book. Yeah, it's probably going to be good. But then there's another bit of news here that I wanted to announce to everybody. Um, and that is that for those of you who have not been uh, keeping up on my Instagram or threads posts or anything, you can get the complete 10 volume saga of Steven Erickson's Malazan Book of the Fallen, as well as seven other titles set in the same world for $18 on Humble Bundle right now. This is not an ad where the Humble Bundle is not paying us to say any of this i just it's just really really awesome because it's like a, it's like a 200 amount of books that you're getting for like 18 dollars, and it goes to charity uh we'll put the link into wow. the description here yeah it's not the physical books it's ebooks obviously but that's 17 books for 18 dollars, which is just absolutely ridiculous and it's all the malazan books which cost ten dollars each even just for like the little, the little paperback ones yeah so uh you should definitely jump on that um i mean chad and i are going to be reading those we're starting here in a couple weeks we're <laughs> it's coming up malazan is coming up i know dude do you own any of the throne of glass books or do you still have to get them because i don't I have, own physical copies yet <laughs> and i'm wondering if i should i have the first one it was sent to me by amber nicole actually uh, oh, nice. So I have, I have the first one in paperback. That's a writer, have, by the way, who wrote the book of Azazel. Is that, 
Asriel. Did I get that right? Asriel, thank you. There we go. Yeah, I didn't even so, read it. <laughs> I did. Um, I know. Dude, your memory's so good. I liked it a lot. But anyway, um, yeah, I have the first Throne of Glass book and have all of them on my Kindle because there was like a deal from like two years ago. There was like $6 for like all of them and those kinds of deals prop up. I don't know if you got the deal maybe when you owned the Kindle because for those who don't know, Evan was a beautiful, wonderful bookish soul and sent me his old Kindle because he got a new one last Christmas or Hanukkah season and uh, I've been enjoying it ever since. And I don't know if you got that bundle before Maybe you sent it to me because all the books are on there. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. Did you not did you not like wipe it? Like refresh it? Hell no, dude. It had a ton of books on there. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, maybe it's I just like 30 keep it. Yeah, I mean, if we're on the same account, then uh yeah, it should just keep I keep buying books on there too. I've looked and like sometimes what I put it on there changes, but like like I've noticed some new ones, but like it's pretty rare. But then I've also oh. been like looking for ones that you've told me that you purchased because I was like, hey, I wonder if it'll just pop up here and I can't find them. So it's like, I don't know. I have no That's idea. That's weird. I think maybe there was like a, I, I changed my phone number. Like, so it was changed up my Amazon account. It was like a big giant mess. And uh, I think that when I sent it to you, I think it was attached to like a different account or something oh okay i think that might be i'm not sure dude amazon is so weird like i i can't it's stand so it sometimes weird. like i have like three amazon accounts all from different phone numbers and different emails and stuff and i don't know what's on what or anything so i have like a bunch of audible books and a bunch of kindles books all they're all over the place like i don't know which account is which but i don't know I, i'm fairly tech savvy but i'm not I'm, dude i'm so sick of like signing into stuff and doing oh verification codes and password resets and like i love the theme that a lot of these sites have on where you can like log into your google with your google account you know so you oh, just yeah. say like log in that's with really google cool. that's so nice i love that so much if you want a website please do the favor the world a favor and <laughs> integrate i feel like there's for some reason i'm like i have like a tinfoil hat about it sometimes i'm just like hey, oh, why, me too, like, sure. why is it this easy like what are they what are they getting out of me from totally, and like google owns all of my logins now like, they, like i can't even log into etsy without going through my google account which is really annoying because i can't do it on my phone it's like oh my gosh it's a thing anyway tell me about your week what have you been doing what have you been reading what have you been watching yeah. what have you been doing uh this might be a little bit shorter of an episode everybody because it is the holidays this whole period of the year like every year it's completely blacked out with just nothing gets done so chad and i are uh, totally. recording this episode kind of early in the day i'm going to a white elephant like gift exchange slash party thing Ooh, what are you giving uh i've actually i have a uh, lord of the rings like box set that Ooh. i've only yeah i mean i read fellowship of the ring and so the, the spine of that one in there it's uh the lord of the rings and the hobbit all in one wow thing. that's a great white that's like an actual gift that's not even a i know white right elephant. no that's i'm a excited gift it's the, it's the one that's on Amazon for like 18 bucks. You know what I mean? It's it's like pretty cheap, but it looks really cool. It's like a, the pastel totally. kind of color ones. But so that's what I'm doing tonight. And uh, yeah, it'll probably be the best gift there, I think. Can I get, yo, by far. Uh, before <laughs> you get too far into your week, can I interrupt you sure. real fast with some just awesome uh, acknowledgement here? I yeah. want to say go book reviews kill and everyone uh, listening to us and has been with us this whole time because as of two days ago, that marks the second year yeah. that Evan and I have been uh, doing this podcast at tw the 15th of december is our our anniversary date and uh, i think that we'll probably do like maybe a live because we did a live last year for our anniversary i'd love to do like a yeah. live again maybe for like the start of the new year or something like that uh we haven't yeah. talked about it outside of the podcast but i'm interested if you are Evan. yeah i am interested i mean i think doing something for the anniversary sounds cool i mean um i i wouldn't have even noticed it if not for uh, somebody saying on the discord i was like oh wow oh my god like i didn't even realize I, i'm just like so busy with everything we breezed past our second hundredth episode didn't even notice well, yeah we might <laughs> even be into 300 episodes at this point soon i haven't counted yeah. yeah it must be we're getting close but yeah two years it's been so awesome man like 
especially keeping this Monday episode every week, that this is the one that everybody seems to resonate with for sure. And everybody seems to listen to. And uh, I'm really also super glad that, you know, we're, we're kind of just easing back a little bit. We're going to do Melazon. Yep. We're going to do Throne of Glass. We're going to do the Monday one episode. Book at a time. And like, just, just breathe. After that, we're doing one series. Yeah, I'm excited about totally. it. It's going to be really cool. The mental frame that you do anything in life, like the way you view a thing and think about a thing so often affects the thing and your experience of the thing itself. It's like your 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 thoughts manifest uh, itself into reality by the framework that you give certain events. And I think that it will will be better podcasters in the long run because of the framework that we're approaching this year as more of just like a one book at a time. Let's enjoy it. Let's give ourselves the space to actually sink our teeth into a book as opposed to kind of like always feeling like we're behind and rushing through because we're reading 16 different things simultaneously. So yeah. I really think that having that like framework, though we will be maybe reading less books, though I don't even know if that will be the case because I think we might read more by just reading one at a time <laughs> at the end, you yeah. know? You know, I just think it'll it'll result in a better experience overall. So I'm really excited for this next year. And thank you, everyone, for being with us for these two years. And if you're new on board, uh, stick around because there's a lot more to come with Book Reviews Co. Yeah, more than uh, any, more than anything, more than us talking about a new schedule and, and everything like that. Just thank you so much, everybody who's been with us and seriously. listening to this podcast. Like it's, it's seriously such a, a light part of my life. Like it, it's so, so awesome to do it every week. These Monday episodes are almost therapeutic to me. Oh, like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if not straight up therapeutic. Um, but without all that being said, uh, I do have a few things that I did this week. I finished The Dragonlance Chronicles by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. That third book was, I was not, for anybody that, that has read Dragonlance, uh, I think maybe a couple people were like, hey, get ready for that third book because like, you know, it, it's pretty, the, there's a part of the third book where I was like, really, really you're doing this right now. Like, I'm not going to give anything away, but I was just like, I was so surprised is it like a time sequence or something? Where no, it was it was a it was a character thing, and I was huh. I, I was it really I was not expecting it at all at all. Was it done gracefully? It I don't know. I have to think <laughs> think about it more. But any, but Dragons of Spring Dawning was really really cool. There was just a lot more, just kind of like really intense moments. Like the the end of the second book, I felt like was really showcasing like the chops that Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman had. And I feel like the third book is like all chops. Like it's all just like really, really cool. I'm, just, I'm so happy that I read Dragonlance, man. Like they're they're really cool books. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna read uh, Dragonlance Legends. Uh, there's some also like Lost Tales kind of stuff that kind of fill in some gaps from some time skips and things like that. But yeah, I'm just a, I'm a Dragonlance fanboy now uh, and I'll, I'll just kind of be reading those periodically, which I'm just, I mean, and I've got all the audiobooks too because I've read them all on paper. But I bought all the audiobooks when Audible was having their Black Friday sale because they were like $4 each or something. Why not? I've got like a comfort listen now, too. I can like go back and listen to them. I know everything that's going on and everything. So, yeah, Dragonlance was really great. I, I highly cool. recommend that to anybody. That's like a good, like cozy, like straight up fantasy read. Did you ever read The Dragon Riders of Pern? Uh, I read the first one. Because my brain puts them in the same category. They're not the same at all. Yeah, like they're really, really. really okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dragon Riders of Pern, I've, from what I remember, it's like a little bit more like. It's like a blend of sci-fi fantasy, like a like kind of like leaning more toward like a like, like C.S. Friedman kind of thing, where it's, it's like they're okay. kind of like blending those things together. But I think it, obviously it's a little bit more fantasy, um, I guess, if you were going to try to like put it into any kind of genre. I guess my brain associates them because they're like old classics, you know? Yeah, um, they're not the same at all, really. OK, but I had I had put Dragonlance Chronicles in the same category as like a like Piers Anthony's like 
Xanth or something like that. You know, I thought it was like going to be like stupid. Not saying that Xanth is stupid, but like I, I thought it was going to be like more like campy than it than it turned out to be. Like it actually okay. turned out to be like a lot more like of a smooth read, like a lot more like I was much more invested in what was going on than I actually thought I was going to be. Like I've I know these characters now and it's it's yeah, it was it was probably the biggest surprise of the whole year, actually. I was like, wow, I was not expecting to like these books as much as I did. Yeah, you kind of seem to throw it in there. It's like, ah, a little old classic. I'll just yeah, take a little like, trip I'll... down this road real fast. And they're like, very surprised. Happily so. Yeah. Um, so the, I read all that. I finished Dark Age. Finally. Um, oh, nice. I don't, I'm going to go. We're, let's forego our conversation. We have a big episode okay. to do for Dark Age. I will say I liked it more than Iron Gold. A lot more than Iron Gold. But also it was it was probably the hardest book to read just because of like where I was at personally. Like I think that if I had read this mm. in the summertime or something, I, I feel like if, if circumstances were just a little bit different, I think I would have blown through it a lot faster than I did. Like I was saying, the framework that you read things in, you know, you go through an experience and it can affect the outcome. You yeah, know? it's definitely the heaviest book out of all four, out of all five that we've read so far. In my opinion, it's the heaviest yeah. one. But I've heard that Lightbringer is like a very like triumphant like emotional like roller coaster of a book so i've heard it's like it, it's compared to comparative to like um golden sun in like its epicness and its pacing and and like its turnarounds i guess i should say but anyway i'm really happy that we're about finished with red rising like i i think that dark age definitely it's going to be a pretty cool episode i think it's going to be a long episode we have a lot to talk about <laughs> i got opinions yeah man i was like reading it i was like oh my god this is gonna be such a long conversation <laughs> like we have so <laughs> much to talk about but yeah i finished dark age i also finished all the young dudes a over five hundred thousand word uh harry potter fan fiction i made a very long video on tiktok that did pretty well that a lot of people saw so if if uh if you watch that and you know, you're listening to me now. Uh, all the young dudes. I won't say too much more about it. I've guessed so much about it on this podcast. It's just it's very, very cool. I'm very happy that I read it, and it it just it really it was really hard to get through that last like ten percent of that book because watching Remus Lupin just kind of become the saddest person ever, rightfully so. Like after all the events that happened before Harry was born and after Harry was born, it's just everything. Yeah, it, and just knowing what was coming um but I, I might read some more harry potter fan fiction I'm, I'm debating on whether or not to read manacled or dead of time manacled sounds like it's really dark and really messed up and really violent and just like graphic uh but also mm -hmm. i read like the first chapter and the writing is very good it's it's so good that i want to keep reading it regardless of how messed up it sounds but uh, I've heard Dead of Time is like, I think it's like a, it's a time travel one or something. Someone goes back in time. I can't remember. There's so many of the fanfics have time travel in them, <laughs> but it's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be reading Harry Potter fanfiction for a while, probably here and really? there. I yeah, feel like you just really cool. did like the, the culminate. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read very much of it at all. Only a little bit of all the young dudes, but I feel like you read potentially some of the pinnacle of it and Maybe. might be benefited by not jumping into another one because you might just be like oh this is this, this doesn't compare you know just suffered so many good things about all the young dudes uh, well you've heard so many good things from me but like also yeah, the, com true. the community i don't know like i, I kind of dug around a little bit and like i was expecting 
to go online and see like just a bunch of opinions that were very similar to mine about all the young dudes but apparently a lot of people don't really like it very much but i don't know if that's just the community like trying to out obscure each other and just say like oh like yeah this mainstream thing that everybody really loves just isn't really as good as everyone says it is and it's overhyped and it's not canon so it's not good and like there's just a lot like i i have i haven't spent any time in fan fiction spaces like socially you know what i mean and so i don't know what i was expecting everybody to just be gushing over it and maybe they are in a lot of circles too but like from what i saw there are a lot of other fan fictions that are allegedly way better and i don't know what that means really but i'm gonna try some other stuff out because i, I really like reading stuff in the world but i know that like a lot of the fan fictions like i'm not, I'm not trying to like reduce the fan fiction community or anything but like from what i've seen like a lot of the fan fictions are just like all right like we're just how about we just like slam Luna Lovegood and Professor McGonagall <laughs> together? You know what I mean? Let's we'll just have that. And like, and, and you know what, oh like God. more power to you, like for sure. But I'm pretty sure out of like the 400,000 plus uh, fi um, fan fictions out there, probably a good half of them are just like, what if like these two characters got together? But it's funny right. because it, as, on its face, like, yeah, that sounds kind of silly, but it's like, I'm I sure it's about Luna Lovegood and Professor <laughs> McGonagall. Let's not just breathe by that so fast. Those are hilarious combining of characters. But like on its face, Sorry, like yeah, it's okay. Uh, on its face, like I mean, it sounds like a silly idea, but like I'm sure that with some of these, when you crack them open, the writing is really solid. It's a really engaging story, really good scenes. I was really surprised with. I'm not surprised. Like it's not the right word, but I think that was just my expectations for the writing quality with fan fiction were kind of low. Not because I think that the people writing it aren't capable of writing well. I, th I think mostly it's because it's so. It's like it's not professionally edited. You know, like there's. It's just typing stuff out and putting it on the computer like they're editing it i'm sure in their own process but it's just not it's not going through the same traditional channels so um that's kind of like that was like a cool learning experience for me it's like you know some people are just really not naturally gifted writers or some of these people might just be authors and they're not saying who they are that could be a thing too right right like i wouldn't be surprised if if miss king bean is cassandra clare or something like, like if, if that came out i'd be like probably yeah like, like I'm not that surprised makes a lot at all. Like actually, yeah. If like Rebecca Ross was do was in charge of Manacold or something, I'd be like, well, yeah. I mean, she's she's a good writer. But anyway, I uh, finished all the young dudes. I'll be reading some more of that kind of stuff. I'll keep all of you updated on that. And then also, still reading uh, the Grapes of Wrath. I, I don't, I. I don't know why I started reading it. Like I, I really like it. I don't know. I'm not in the mood for it at all. Like I thought I would be. I might stop reading Grapes. Or I don't know. I just like I like it a lot. I'm just like not really. I don't think I'm trying to read it right now. I might just stop reading it. Is it dry or is it kind of old timey? Or... No, it's really good. No, it's it's good. I think it's just um just the mood I'm in. Maybe okay. It's only 400 pages though. It's really not that long of a book at all. Man, 400 pages of dense like heady material can really make a, a short book into a long one. You know. I don't know. It's, it's not the it's not the content. It's not what it's about or anything. It's just like the line to line kind of like writing out of the accents and stuff. And just I don't know. You just got to be in the mood for that kind of stuff. It's like a freaking hundred year old book, almost ninety year old book. Totally. Like it's it just reads different than what I'm trying to read right now. You know that makes sense. And let me know when you've ever got the title figured out because I really want to know why it's called The Grapes of Wrath. Oh yeah, I should have <laughs> looked that up actually. You asked me about that last week. No, yeah, we'll check out on the last one. Know. But I might keep reading it. I don't know. It's just like Christmas time, and I, I'm, in my mind, I'm just like I want to read stuff that like I'm excited about. It's like the end of the year. I want to cram some stuff in, you know, before I like make any commitments or anything. Uh, speaking of commitments, though, I'm reading uh, The Last Graduate by Naomi Novik, Book Three in the Skull of Mans. This is like the fastest we've ever gone the through a trilogy. <laughs> 
Oh, Golden Enclave. What did I say? Last Graduate? That's the second last book. Last Graduate. I uh, love being able to correct you on a book series because I'm always the one who forgets things wrong. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Golden Enclaves is pretty good. I think it's uh, about the same as as far as like my excitement level as The Last Graduate. I like it more than the first book. I liked The Last Graduate more than the first book. Uh, yeah, this is definitely like the fastest we've ever read a trilogy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're doing a book a week. We're blitzing. We have Zoran as our uh, keeping us accountable, accountability buddy. So yeah, we'll have that episode out probably next week, like a little bit after Christmas. My Christmas might get in the way of like my editing speed and stuff. And you can expect the... Second episode for Skull of Man's out tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Monday, it should be out on Tuesday. Uh, so yeah, Last Graduate. I don't know. Like the series, I'm, I'm, it's like a solid. Like I don't do this very often, but like I feel like it's like, it's like a solid close. like six. <laughs> oh my god, why do I keep doing that? Well, like uh, Golden Enclaves, like. The Skull Mass in general, I'm just like a, like a six out of ten with it, kind of right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, there's like ideas in it that I really like. Um, I, the characters are definitely growing on me. The main character is specifically is like growing on me, and, and as more stuff is revealed, like there's a lot more. I'm 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 willing to give the series like a lot more kind of like credit. I think I jumped the gun a little bit too much with judgment, like in the first book. Like a lot of stuff gets explained, mm-hmm. you know, but also a lot of stuff is like kind of over explained <laughs> you know what i mean it's like, weird explanation yeah it's it doesn't weird give you explanation. The stuff that you really need to know it gives you a lot it's like these weird of, tertiary yeah no i know what you mean man and i think a lot of people it's funny in the discord i feel like people are like i totally understand it's just a vibe thing like it's just a like are you in the mood for this kind of narrative or not and i think that like the i do think the world build and the ideas in this are really good like really it's solid as hell pretty solid yeah i just wish it had been served up in a, a little bit different shape you know what i mean this personally but that's just really a personal thing like i mean i think that if you're looking for like a cool school trope with really cool world building and a lot of mystery and intrigue like you should probably read Skullamance. You should probably read those books. Yeah, fresh take on this cool trope too it's a fresh. very fresh it's it's actually that's probably one of the things that's driving me to finish it um, other than us doing it with another person who has a schedule but like i feel like we would have read these pretty quickly because it's almost like it's explained so badly that but it's so cool that i i have to keep reading it like i just have to know odd way of putting it yeah (laughs) Yeah, i just have to i have to finish this like i have to know what the hell is going on um and so yeah i mean if that was your plan naomi novik (laughs) it totally worked because i really really want to read these I can't say that I like in love with them, but I definitely like them. And I think I would like them. And this is clear when you will listen to the episodes, you know, far more than you or Zoran. It's weirdly engaging. Like I'll sit down to yeah. read it for like an hour. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I got an hour and I'll find myself like five hours later being like, yeah, you need to go to bed. My Seriously. friend. Like, Cause no. it just, I just want to keep reading. Yeah. I mean, you can knock out, like, I think it's weird. Like it's like the, this kind of like breakneck speed that the narrative is like written with. It's, it's like, yeah, you don't really notice like time going by, but but also punchy as I, hell. I, I do find myself kind of like blinking and just being like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, what is she talking about? And like, weren't we just talking about this? And like, now we're talking about this. And it's like this completely different, like, okay, whatever. I guess I'm here for the ride. But anyway, um, that's all the stuff that I'm reading. I want to let everyone know that I'm probably going to start reading since I'm done with Dragonlance and I'm about to be done with uh, the Skullamance stuff. And I think I might put down Grapes of Wrath. I think I'm going to start reading The First Binding by R.R. Verdi. I think that might be like my last book that I read for 2023. Um, it's a very big book. I don't know if I'll even finish it before the end of the year, but I've heard. Yeah, why that one? Well, um, I don't know. I've heard it's like a Name of the Wind clone, but in like a good way. But I've also seen people say it's a Name of the Wind clone in a bad way. And I'm kind of just curious mm. to see like what the hell this is all about, you know? 
Uh, apparently, it's totally. like a third-person framing story with a first-person uh, narrative, and, and it's just like I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what's let's see what this is all about. Like I've heard really amazing things, and I've heard some pretty mixed things about it. So I'm just gonna give it a shot. I might not even finish it, but I'll let you all know next week. How? I'm, oh wait, what's we're we gonna record on Christmas? We're gonna be at the same town. Oh wow, on is Christmas. that the twenty? We 25th. will. Oh boy, twenty-fifth is next Monday. Wow. Well, we should do a Christmas episode. We should like. do a Christmas episode. Let's we'll talk about great. it. We'll, we'll, we'll figure okay, this out. Okay. Um, we got but, something good for you guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I will let you all know on the next uh, Monday episode what I think about the, the first binding, because I've had a, quite a few people hit me up in the comments and DMs and be like, hey, I don't know if I should read this. Like, it's a big, pretty book. People seem excited about it. What's your take? So I'll let you all know my take pretty soon. So that's all the book stuff. Uh, sorry, I did a lot of stuff this week. I'm kind of going through a lot. Hey, dude. Get it. All right. So I finished uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Oh, nice. Tell me all the things. Oh, my God, man. Like, I don't want to spoil anything for our, our lovely listeners who haven't watched the show yet. I will say, you know, don't it's not for kids. Uh, it's very graphic. It's very uh, violent. It's funny because like last week, I feel like I was like, ah, it's like not even that it's not as violent as like Afro Samurai. And it's like, no, it's 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 exactly as violent as Afro Samurai. Like, I don't know what I was. <laughs> I think I was just like I had like some rose tinted glasses on and I was just like, oh, this is such like a stylistically like beautiful like show. Like it wouldn't de like debase itself and like get unnecessarily. No, like, it's it gets very violent. <laughs> like each episode yeah, is even really, like, crazier than the one. It's it's I feel like Afro Samurai and like other some other anime that I've watched. It's like super, super violent. It's like straight butchery. I don't Well, I mean, that's what this show is, though, too. I mean, like it wasn't like it really there's a couple episodes where i was just like wow like oh my god like this is yeah. this is crazy the one where she's like in the um i think it's a brothel and she's yeah. like protecting all the women when they're yeah. being attacked yeah. and stuff and yeah. she's going around oh i love that and it's like, also very butchery I, it's it's my favorite show i've watched this whole year i mean it, it is like Ooh. it's a magnificent show it's very 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 good but yeah what i mean i would i would say for people that are interested in watching it just go into it knowing that it's very violently graphic it, it feels longer than it is I don't know how to how else to put it. Like I, we we only watched like one episode a day, except for like yesterday we watched the last two or something. Like each episode, like they're just very intense episodes. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to explain. Like each episode's like forty five oh, okay. minutes to like an hour long. But man, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna watch it again. And it got greenlit cool. for a second season, so that's pretty cool too. Because it needs a second season. I didn't I, again. Not trying to spoil anything. I didn't love the ending. Like the very end of it like the last like five minutes i was like same interesting like that's right. a that was kind of that's kind of dumb but like whatever we'll see how the second well if there's one thing we've learned on this podcast it's if you're in the first installment of something and there are planned to be more of them judge all you want but usually with context things start to make sense so it's like totally yeah judge like the a, president but maybe yeah. not that it works as a whole um and then last thing i want to talk about real quick is my experience with baldur's gate 3 the video game uh, i've been playing it um this week i'm very impressed with this game but my god like it is very difficult <laughs> like i am it is very it's very um i don't know it's so complicated man and like i just haven't played a game like this in a while where it's like i you really have to be so familiar with these mechanics like even with like from soft games you can kind of just like bulldoze your way through a lot of the time you can just keep leveling up and grinding until you can kind of just beat everything uh, and that's how i used to play those games i mean i've since learned a lot more about the mechanics of the FromSoft games especially like dark souls and um, Elden ring and stuff where i know how to like manipulate the game's like mechanics to 
have certain playthroughs that I want to have and, and, and make the playthroughs a little bit more smooth. But with Baldur's Gate, it's just like, it's like, as soon as I think I have a grasp on something, there's just this whole other mechanic that I didn't even know about. The game doesn't super explain a lot to you. Like it doesn't really hold your hand, but man, it's a very beautiful game. And I really like the story so far. I don't know how long I've been playing. I've got like 25 or 30 hours into it or something, but I knocked the difficulty down. And I'm just kind of trying to get through the the battles. I think it's just the battles that are hard. Like everything else I kind of understand. I'm not having trouble with much, but just like sometimes the game is just like, all right, you're going to fight like 11 people right now. And it's just like, dude, I don't, oh my God, it's going to take like an hour. Like this is just like the SWAT team having to kind of around. so (laughs) long. Like, yeah. And it's just like, it's like bowling with like 12 other people, you know? And it's just like, all right, when's it going to be my turn again? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, (laughs) that's an excellent analogy. Seriously, man. Like, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, now I got to watch like all like nine, like different goblins, like trying to kill me, you know, (laughs) but it's cool. Like I, I am very happy that I bought it. I think that, I'm I'm a little bummed out that I spent $70 on this game when I don't really have time for it. Like that's the only thing that I'm kind of like like I feel like I'm not giving the game like the the presence of mind and like the time. I think you need to sit and play this game for like 4 or 5 hours at a time. Like you need to play it in huge chunks because like I've been trying to play it for like 45 minutes at a time, maybe an hour and then I've got stuff to do like I'm busy and I can do that with like Skyrim or Dark Souls or Hollow Knight or like whatever. I can just play it for like an hour and put it down. But with Baldur's Gate 3, it's like, no, you have to really sit here and play this game for like a while. Is it just because it takes you a while to get warmed up, you think, before you're like, okay, I'm in this? I mean, or is I it think like it's instantly just, hooks you? I think it, it takes a long time for you to feel like you've been making progress. You know what I mean? Because mm. the battles take forever. The I'm, I have to sit through these whole conversations. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to skip through any conversations, right? I want to know what's going on. And you have to like be really deliberate with like the choices that you make. You have to really listen to these conversations. And so it's not just, it's not like in Borderlands or whatever, when it's just like, uh, this is like a stupid, silly cutscene, and I'll figure out whatever the hell I mean. I'll just, I'll just like yeah. read it later in my journal or whatever. Um, no, that's not really how this is because your decisions really affect like whether or not you're going to get into an hour long fight or whether, you know what I mean? Or like maybe there's some kind of like, there's you know the the conversation that you're having like maybe you're gonna bring this somebody into your party or like maybe uh your party's gonna like think differently about you like after the conversation is over and it, like it, like while you're having conversations with people other people in your car in your party can like approve or disapprove of like the decisions that you're making and stuff and so you have like these relationships with the people in your party it's like it's so in depth like there's so much to it is that new did the previous ones I didn't have play, that sort of I, inner party mechanic? That, that, is, that doesn't help either because I didn't play Baldur's Gate 1 or 2. I have the second one on my computer. Oh, okay. uh, but yeah, I've, just, I've never, I just never really played like these kind of like isometric like games before. I've never played Divinity or um, Path of Exile or any of these kinds of games. Like I've kind of messed around with them. Divinity. Whoa. Yeah. I, well, like I think this that is made by the so same company. so complicated. It's, it's, it's the same thing. Like, <laughs> or uh, so anyway. Um, I'm rambling a lot about this, but just to sum up, I'm really happy that I that I have it, and I really like it a lot, and I understand why it got Game of the Year, and I and I really think it's a a masterpiece video game. But I am kind of like annoyed that I didn't do my own research and and figure out like what mm. kind of time commitment it was actually going to be. You know what I mean? Like I should have. Sure. I, I I got on the hype train and I was like seventy dollars, like no big deal. Like I've got that. When I don't know, <laughs> I don't I don't really have that much money. Like seventy dollars for a video game that I'm having trouble playing. <laughs> <laughs> Compare it to your experience with a new Zelda. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I like Tears of the Kingdom way more. <laughs> okay, okay. I just <laughs> Baldur's Gate is a better game, but like, I like Zelda more. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll play Zelda. That, I can play that game for like nine hours without any fatigue. <laughs> like, Zelda's amazing. But hey, that's it. That's it Zelda's for me. Amazing. That's all the stuff I did. Tell cool. me about your week. All right. Um, let's see here. As the year kind of comes to an end, I'm really trying to like clean out the queue, finish up some things. I started the eighth. He who fights with monsters. Damn. So I got two more to finish. When do you think we're starting malls on? Like second week of January, probably. Hell to yeah. Be, to be really um, realistic about it, probably. So we got to finish. I still want to read Binti. Um, oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. That's one episode, though. We still got to finish Skull of Man, so we still got to read Lightbringer. So we're we're almost right. there. We're we're like we're, we're I can we're see close. the light at the through the trees at the end of the forest here. You know what I mean? But yeah, second week of January. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we have a little bit of time actually, because my goal was to finish up the Hugh fights with monsters before going into our Malazan Throne of Glass extravaganza. So sure. I think I can pull that off. If it was like going to be like, nope, we're starting at hard Jan Jan one. I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. There's going to be some crossover, but I think I can do two of these books. They're pretty monstrous, uh, <laughs> pun intended, uh, but um, <laughs> they uh, they are they're still remaining to be awesome. And the character has only grown. It's funny because every time he like acquires things, the main character is very much at risk of becoming OP, like always. You're just yeah. like this guy is going to just be so way power. But then as he upgrades the level of Inst the the encounters that he goes through and the things that he takes on become uh if not as proportionally powerful maybe even like outpace him by an order of magnitude and so it's like it never feels like oh my gosh the guy is like a perfect almost a god you know which like he's like not far from it at this point of his like leveling up phase you know he's pretty dang powerful but the things that he's going up against are vast in their power and so Dick folks done a really good job of scaling oh yeah yeah, that's really cool that you're going to try to get all these finished up before uh, Malazan. I mean, they're like 700-page books, aren't they? They're huge. Yes, they're yeah. You got it. You can do it. Yeah, they get uh, they get a little vibey sometimes. It's weird. I feel like as, as Shirtaloon progresses in his authoring skills, he, whereas uh, very much in the beginning, you can tell he loved a good fight scene and still really loves a good fight scene. And not only does he love a good fight scene, but he loves a stylistic fight scene where there's like slow motion and you like you know in the camera angle of the uh, of the original matrix where he's like bending over backwards and it like goes around in a half circle around him there's like that sort of thing happening in his fight scenes with your point of view uh if that makes any sense but he does it with his words and he's really good at it and you're just like can't help but be like this is so awesome and the main character even will then comment afterwards like gosh that was so awesome so that's that's really cool but i will say that I feel like he was like, okay, yeah, I'm a good, I'm good at fight scenes. And then in the, as he progresses and as the books progress, he's gotten much more skilled at just little vibey side characters and relationship building and like conversations between his characters. I've been enjoying them and how they progress quite a bit. I would definitely recommend them to anybody who's looking for like a lighthearted yet very large book series that like always has that sense, that Marvel tone of like lighthearted slapstick humor, but also has some like there's some trauma and some depths and some like literal torture that this guy goes through that uh, that that give the books weight. So I, I really am enjoying the series and I love them a lot, as you all are no doubt sick of hearing. Um, <laughs> I think now, people are following also, along with your saga at this point, man. I like, hope so. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are in this, but in this, man, it's just so much better reading a book series 
with other people or at least having yeah. other people knowing that I'm reading them that I can talk talk to it about it because it just changes the whole way that I that I approach the act of doing it and I think I really get a lot more value out of it. I also finished Dark Age, really excited to talk about it. I will do what you did and just kind of if you want my opinion, listen to the episode. I've got some good things to say about it. I've got some bad things to say about it. Uh, and that's all I'll say about it now. Just listen to the episode because we'll have a good time talking about it. I am very close to being done with Naomi Novik's Golden Enclaves, the third of the Skolomance series that we're doing with Zoran. And uh, as I mentioned before, when you were talking about it. I just like them a lot more than I think that you guys did. And, uh, and I think I really love how short they are. I think that's yeah. one of the main things that I love about <laughs> yeah, you've it. You've like, been like, so excited about it. <laughs> I could just read them in a day and a half. I like sit down and then I like 10 hours later, the book is done. And that's so refreshing to what we've been reading like this entire year and what we're going to continue reading because I guess the story just takes 700 pages to tell, but not this one. And <laughs> it's nice that it doesn't. So I find, I, I wonder how much that's affecting my actual enjoyment of the series like because i'm like i really enjoy them but like am i enjoying them more than the books are good like more than more than they deserve maybe because they're so short i don't know really but i am oh. really enjoying them they, they deserve what they deserve you know like yeah yeah, yeah. and i guess regardless of the reason why if you're enjoying them you enjoy them so whatever you know? yeah totally um i'm uh, like halfway through the two towers i read probably two or three chapters <laughs> it's kind of a brutal book man <laughs> it's kind of a brutal book man yeah. it's just like Oh, it's a little and everything's so heavy and there's a lot of like darkness before the light moments, you know, and you're just like everything's the, the the fellowship is broken and everyone's struggling and people are lost and hungry and it's just uh you know, it's kind of in the in the dregs of the story a little bit. But you know, I'm still enjoying it and reading it, but it's certainly not in any priority mode. I do want to finish them, but it might take me a while before I do for Let's sure. Put it on the back burner. They're they're always be there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's kind of what I am. Uh, and then I'm almost No, it's certainly not. I almost finished Murtag and I really like it. It started kind of slow. The and I feel like this is pretty more generally speaking it's really difficult, I feel, to create a continuation of a story that was previously closed. That, you know, it's like a trilogy or something that came out, it's closed, and then the author decides, I'm going to write more in this world with these characters. It's so easy. In fact, I feel like you have to kind of go out of your way to not have your book become kind of this, like, it feels worn out and old, and there's not, like anything new a lot of it has to do with like regrets that happened in the last three and if the book if the new three or the new one is about something totally new and fresh that's great we love it we love the world we love the characters it's nice to be with them again but when it's all about just the old things that happened the problem that we already solved um it can really tire a story out and this that's what not is what that is not what's happening here and i really appreciate uh paulini's kind of approach with murtag it's very different, very different than uh, the continuation of the Aragon story would would be or where you would think it would be anyway, because it's really not the continuation of something totally new just with the old characters. Man, I, I was, you know, I bought it because I just wanted to have it. But I think that after hearing you talk about it, I, I might jump on it a little faster than I thought I would. Because I still need to, to read to Sleep in a Sea of Stars. And oh, yeah, me too. The, like there's I know there's so much left to read from him, but like Murtag. That seemed to be the the book this year where everybody was like, oh, look, oh, this is really good. Like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't it's, seen like really any, like, and there's no posts on Reddit that are like, oh, this book, he shouldn't have written it or anything. Like, everyone seems pretty stoked about it. Yeah. 
It really is. Yeah. And it's like it focuses because he was already a character in the last books and he went through like his growth phase. He's now a dragon rider. You know, most stories have like the arc is very different in this book, you know, of growth. Anyway, most characters go from like farm person to like now they're a king at the end with a dragon or something. Well, that already has all happened. And so sure. the growth yeah. arc is very different. He's now, yes, he has some trauma, like quite a bit that he's been dealing with, but it's in like a healthy forward growth manner and not in like a wallowing in the like regrets of, of yesteryear, you know? Well, and he was never a farm boy, really. Like it was. Like, no, I, know. Was I was just talking about Aragorn. No, really. no, I know what you mean. It, I, I'm just tacking on to what you're saying. It's like, I think from the outset, Murtag is like such a different character than Aragon that it's like. It's like it's not just gonna like fall even like to your other point of you know this this other series be kind of being kind of like wrapped up it's like i feel like murtag's character like just it's it doesn't work with like hanging on the laurels of this other like he's just a too different of a character you know he needs his own story and it's really cool that paulini was like yeah like we need to give this guy he's he's such a good character we need to give him his own thing uh because he really does he at the end of the, the fourth book i mean not trying to spoil anything but like I mean, he really does just kind of fly off. His storyline is the farthest thing from resolve. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember reading it like, oh, okay, goodbye. Like, I guess, like, <laughs> I was kind of mad. <laughs> like, I was like, are you kidding like, everything me? Right else now? has Let's like their this... problems by like running yeah. from them, literally. <laughs> so many things in Inheritance have like this nice bow on them. Like, you know, and then, and then I feel like Murtag is like Chewie not getting the medal at the end of New Hope. You know what I mean? It's just like, what about this guy? Like, what the hell? What's going on with him? Uh, so, yeah, actually, the entire time. Yeah, well, I mean, for some of it, uh, he was... I was talking about Chewie. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Murtag was kind of... <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm kind of looking at this over on my shelf right now. I'm like, damn, should I read that instead? No, I'm going to read I'm gonna read the first binding. No, I'm going to do it. Sorry. I really... Uh, no, no, you're fine. I love the relationship, especially in juxtaposition to Aragon and Sephira between Murtag and Thorn, because they're sure. a little bit more like like maybe condescending towards each other. There's more conflict there. They're they're both like dragon and rider need to be one. Yeah. And they are They're besties. But like with Aragorn and Sephira, it was always like a young one, little one. It was like a motherly sort of relationship. I think it's like an older sister kind of like, okay, maybe that's better. Maybe. I, Cause I feel like Sephira, like one of the reasons I like them so much is because there were points where Sephira was like, wow, like you are making an incredibly stupid decision right now. You're an obstinate little idiot. <laughs> yeah, but but with with Thorn, is it like is it more like hostile? Like are they? No, they just fight. They just like uh, Murtag doesn't accept that that Thorn can tell him what to do. Whereas like when Saphir would be like, you sure, really should do yeah, this. Okay, I'll be like, yeah. okay, fine, you yeah. know. And Murtag's like, nah, dude, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> Man, that, that's really cool. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, and as he's going around, it's like we do go to some really new places, which is great, but we do go to some old places, and it's really interesting seeing those old places through the eyes of a person who is like bad character for most my, I mean, not do because of his own will, right? He was controlled mentally, but still he was leading a lot of the charges into battle for the evil team. And uh, so he's like remembering places of people like mourning at memorials and stuff and being like, Oh yeah, I was the person who led the charge <laughs> on the me. other side. <laughs> you know? oh, man. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a lot more adult and it's uh it's, it's nice reading it. And I, uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. So if you're looking for a good continuation of that story, I would recommend it though. It is, not 300 pages, it is like eight, which is a lot. Uh, I started because of you and a few other people's actually recommendation, but I started Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking. Just, you know. Hey. Well. Yeah, you yeah. told me it was good, and I have been had been uh, self-help bookless for these <laughs> last few weeks, so uh, I decided to get it, and I had, and I started it. 
it's brutal. Yeah, I think it's cool how it's like it it lets you smoke while you're reading it though. Yeah, like that is a, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely written from the perspective of someone on the inside of that addiction, you know. Oh yeah, he's he he smoking a hundred cigarettes a day. Like, how do you even I, do that? Well, you know, it's funny because I, I um, like that's five my, packs. That's five packs of cigarettes. My my late fr- fr- paternal grandfather uh, smoked an unreal amount of cigarettes. Like he smoked so much, he drank a lot of Bud Light. That was a, he was a very strong man to to make it that far in life with the, the amount wow, of smoking. How long did he make it? It's like late seventies. Like wow, smoking like a chimney. But anyway. I asked him once because like it was after he because he got emphysema and he quit smoking. But I asked him. I remember having a conversation with him about it. I was like, because he told me that he smoked four packs a day of uh, Pall Mall full flavored, unfiltered Whoa. hundreds. By the way, unfiltered. <laughs> wow, hundreds. Yeah, uh, but he smoked four Whoa. packs a day, and I was like, I was like, Grandpa, like, how the hell did you make time to smoke that many cigarettes a day? Like, I don't understand. That's 80 cigarettes. There aren't like, cause I, when I was smoking, I would have one like every hour or so, like on like a right. normal, and it takes yeah, a few minutes. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like, dude, that's, there aren't 80 hours in a day. You know what I mean? Like if you're up for <laughs> 16 hours, you know, that's, that's like a cigarette every like 15 minutes. You know, he's just chain smoking, sitting there watching. Well, he TV told me that the way that he did it. So like, this is a very roundabout long way of me saying this, but like the way that he did it was that he used to smoke in his house and so uh, I guess what a lot of people used to do when they were going through that many cigarettes a day, because it's like packs used to be like 50 cents or whatever. Like it's, it was like didn't cost anything. So what people would do is they would have multiple ashtrays in the house. They'd have one in each room. And then so he would like be smoking a cigarette and then like put it down in the ashtray and then just go into another room and light another cigarette instead of bringing that one with him. And so in the house constantly, because it's always filled with smoke anyway, he would just have like four or five cigarettes, just kind of like burning slowly in ashtrays, like while he was like doing stuff around the house. And like, (laughs) and and it's it's funny too, because like in movies and stuff, you know, it's if you watch like old movies, like from like the eighties and nineties and stuff, people will like take a few drags of a cigarette and like put it out. You know, it always frustrates me when they do that. Actually, well, the reason they were doing that, we gotta go, and he puts out like he's taking two drags. No one would do that, right? But it's because they were so cheap back then. Oh, like now they're like ten dollars a pack. So you're like, well, I gotta like choke this down because they're so like they're they cost money now. But like before, when they were like twenty (laughs) five cents a pack, people would just buy cartons for like four dollars. You know what I mean? It's and even in the seventies, it was still only like ten dollars a carton or whatever. How I don't I don't know what the conversion right. is. But like it was it wasn't a big deal how much money they cost. It was eleven dollars a pack. Yeah. So it's like if you put one out after a few drags and you just have another one because you've got like a thousand in your car or whatever. You know it's it doesn't matter. But yeah, like with Alan Carr with that book, I think that is one of the reasons why that book works so well is because he is not approaching the habit with like this kind of like health guru mentality. Yeah, like right, he's not right. he's not he's not coming down on you no i'm not being lectured at no he's coming across at you and being like hey this is why this is why it's really stupid like you right, can here's make the reality your own, of the situation yeah, here, here's what's yeah, this is how you think it is and here's how it actually is you know and it's like it, it, i found myself the first time i was reading it i was like <laughs> i'd like have it like some kind of rationalization or some kind of argument against one of his points. And then like, I turn the page and like the next chapter is like him being like, right. He's just like, okay, so about that thing that you thought about in this last chapter, uh, here's why that's stupid too. And you're just like, damn, now you're probably thinking you're like, shit, he got me. (laughs) (laughs) He boxes you in, you know, he really does. Yeah. Yeah. You just have like no 
choice really i mean you can still continue smoking and i certainly still am but like it's i do feel the the walls of my justifications are uh coming are trapping me in you know for sure if it makes you feel any better uh and for our for our listeners i mean like chad and i like chad still smokes but i quit obviously um a few months ago but anybody listening to you if you're dealing with nicotine addiction like i quit like three months ago and i hardly ever think about it anymore Oh, like it's so nice to hear. It's crazy like how quickly your lifestyle changes. Now, everybody's different. Everybody does different stuff. Everybody feels a different way. I will say the first month was really hard. Like I was I was severely depressed and I was severely anxious. I couldn't get out of bed. It it was it was very very difficult. The only thing that kept me going through it was like playing video games and eating a bunch of really unhealthy food. Uh and just like I mean, not that, even because you simultaneously cut out sugar and caffeine. Yeah, but I was still eating like I was eating more. You know what I mean? Like I was just like sure, I was okay. just like more consistently eating. But the thing that really did it, man, and anybody listening, the thing that really does it, just exercise. Just get just yeah. running, lifting weights. It sucks. I don't like it. <laughs> I I, I yeah. wish that I could say it's awesome. It's not. It brought me from you'll like get a, there. It's, it is awesome, so. and you'll you'll think that it will be. But yeah, man, like reading like reading that book really helps. And uh, yeah, I mean, just don't you know if you don't if you don't quit this time, don't don't beat yourself up about it. It's a really hard thing to stop. You have to really want it. It's just like with anything else. It's like if you say you want to make some kind of lifestyle change, like that's awesome that you say you want to, but like you really have to like do it for the right reasons. You totally. know, totally in order for it to stick. Right. Like, I mean, I've been exercising really consistently over the last few months and the, you know, this is like one of the most consistent I've ever been with it. But the reason I'm being so consistent is because it's not like I want to look better or whatever. I mean, it's a nice byproduct of exercising a lot more. It's like looking better, but it's like it brings down my anxiety levels. It makes me not want to smoke. It bring, it makes me forget that I even wanted cigarettes. It's, it brings down my sadness levels. Like it's really gross and crappy outside and I'm not getting enough happy stuff in my brain so like yeah go totally. move around and like lift weights and stuff so the reasons are really important you know you have to like write down like the reasons like why do you want to not smoke cigarettes anymore like what is it about them that's making it a net negative for you you know and like you have right. to really like understand Just because it's that. bad for me and people have told me that that's not that a good enough not reason, a good enough reason. No, like you won't no. stick through that like i know from personal experience i won't stick that maybe no. you listener have the willpower but i do not have that and i'm not really trying to quit right like i am but i'm not saying like okay i'm doing this because i'm gonna quit by this day i'm not doing that i'm just kind of trying to move my mental goalpost closer to that point and and i want to be equipped fully when i do get to that point with right. the path to do it that's why i'm reading this book yeah and like i mean like i said i feel fine like and you know me that's man like i was smoking a lot like you You're know me if you would have told me like six months ago that you wouldn't even be worried about it I would have been like, that's, it's impossible, dude. Like I, like I thought that's I wouldn't impossible. be able to write, like I thought I wouldn't be able to write, you know? Wow. Like I've been able to write just fine. Like, no yeah. problem. We get those weird uh, things in our head because we always do a task when we do something else. And it's like, yeah. will I even be funny if I don't smoke? Like, dude, get no, that That's so you'll dumb. Be, like, like, totally you'll be fine. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not even with just cigarettes or anything. It's just with anything. Like, I, I really want to reach out to anybody listening right now. I mean, like, really, like you're you're stronger than you think you are and the thing that you want to do is like even if it's like sugar or caffeine or whatever the hell it is it's like you'll be fine like give it like a few weeks you know like just urge surf a little bit like i'm not trying to like reduce how shitty it is because it is but it's just like 
you, you come out the other side and you feel better. Like you really do. <laughs> like it's a real thing, you know, like, but you know, I mean, it's, there's also a reason why people like relapse, you know what I mean? Like there's a reason oh, it's sure. because it's painful. Like it's really, it's dude, I, I was not prepared for like, like I remember I was like sitting like one of the worst moments of the entire thing is like, if he had like gone to work or something and I, I ordered Jimmy John's like a sandwich and it came to my house and I, I was like sitting on my bed, eating it while watching TV. And it was just like, it was just this weird moment of like super heavy, like dark depression, like acute, um, like dark. Nothing it, worth living for. It was like six days into me quitting. And it was just like, but, but, but it seriously only lasted like a minute and a half. It was weird. so weird, man. Like it was and like, you it think was that was so... because you were disappointed you couldn't enjoy a cigarette at the end of that meal? Probably that. And like, also just like, just the, the weird, like, like unfamiliar chemical territory I was in, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. But, but your brain is so plastic, man. Like your brain so is plastic. amazing. Like it really, like if you just, it's like the way that I've heard it um, put is like, picture your brain as a big field of, of tall grass, right? Mm. All the things that you're used to doing, you know, like smoking or eating candy bars every morning or being on your phone for three hours before you do anything in the morning or whatever it is, whatever the hell it is, you're carving these pathways through the grass, right? And the first time you walk over the grass, it's not going to like form a trail, and right? no one can even see it. You have to do it over and over and over again, but eventually it forms such a trail that it's like, it, it seems like silly to walk anywhere else but that trail to your brain, right? And if right. you do, it it's... You get tangled up in the grass, and you, it's it's like painful. Right. And that just that path is the justification process between you being like, "I want a cigarette," and you smoking one, right? Right. But if you force yourself off the path and start carving another one, the grass doesn't change, right? Like you, it's still the same grass. Like you can still carve the exact same kind of path. So now you carve this other path, and if you're off the the original path, the grass comes back up, and the path disappears. You know what I mean? So like, that's right. like the way that I've like looked at it before. It's like, that's how plastic your brain is. Like your brain, it's, it's like, it's, it's like eventually it's just like, Oh, all right, well, let's start doing this now. You know what I mean? Right. You're like creating a new, like synapsal superhighway in your brain that is the but it's hard. path of least resistance. And it's yeah. Yeah. Even though I have a shiny metaphor for it, it still sucks. Like it's still, uh, it doesn't happen by accident. You have to be so deliberate and intentional and suffer a little a lot <laughs> uh, that really is the thing that sucks so much about like trying to improve things and like what and quit bad things whatever the hell it is like it's like the amount the amount of self-awareness you have to have like the amount of times you have yeah. to be like no actually not right now like you have to do it like, especially with that's why cigarettes right, right. are so hard is because you do it so many times a day you know what i mean like like changing one like morning habit is like not that difficult you know you do it you for like a couple weeks that a little bit but with like cigarettes, it's just like, oh, like so ingrained. Yeah, it's like man. like you procedurally can do it, into things. You know, it's like every you time you drive the car, every time you finish a meal, when you get up, there's like these moments that are like this moment is like it's like the period at the end of a sentence. And we've I've replaced that with a cigarette. I think that there's a lot of wisdom in what you said. Uh, 
um and and the working out of the thing is it's like man it's so hard to stop doing a thing without replacing it and if you replace yeah. it with something healthy that yes it may be a struggle right now but as someone who's been um pretty physically active for a long time but wasn't before my 20s and so i kind of had to go through the grind of like never working out and to becoming a person who works out regularly there was a few month period that i hated it and then i just started to love it and your body like fiends man, for those i can't wait for that sucks right now i fucking hate it yeah dude it sucks for a minute for sure <laughs> like i <laughs> yeah i thought i was just gonna like really start loving it and like nah not really actually i still kind of hate it like still if you never if sucks. six months from now we're having the same conversation you should take whatever you're doing to working out and take a boxing course to, or do you need, one. You need yeah, a more yeah. no, I'm, learning I'm based stoked. physical hobby you know but, as um, opposed to just working out for working out sake yeah man you can you, you got this man i mean even, like i said like totally. even if you even if you don't like you know don't don't beat yourself up about it but like the thing i was telling myself the most when i was going through this process is like you are not entitled to feeling 100 hmm. percent comfortable all the time you know what i right. mean like like just because like not all discomfort is bad like and and no but like i had to really flip the script on myself and just be like dude you don't have to address your discomfort every time you're uncomfortable you know what i mean right, like, right. like and that's what nicotine does that's what sugar does that's what like these these really addictive things like that's what they do is like at a certain point you're just making yourself uncomfortable more often during the day and then alleviating that self-created discomfort and it's like the only way to stop that's doing so that, well said alleviating that self-created discomfort yeah it's like, and dude. the only way to break it is to sit with that discomfort and allow it to pass because if you if you can't do that then you're gonna continue self-medicating you have right, to you just have to go like, through it dude it sucks like it's yeah, like morning so kind much of. you have uh, to yeah go through. you can't it's go like around or over process. Under it. you gotta just go through you know and uh, you know i know i realize we're talking about this in a very public way uh, to all, like thousands and thousands of people right now but um and it's not really related to books as much i mean it is with it's a book by alan carr that says a lot right, of things right. that i'm saying it's just a really important thing that happened to me over the last few months and and for you chad i i really encourage you man like it's it's such a silly, unnecessary thing to do. Like it, it I know, really it's so, is so destructive. But dude, it's so awesome too, though. I know. <laughs> like, I mean... Is it though? You know, like the same as if I like stapled my kneecap every morning when I woke up while I was like drinking my cup of coffee. You know, like, and, I love this. Chunk. But it's just like it's so good, man. Like it's just like it's just I love it, and I feel like people that don't do it would be like, dude, you know that's. Wow really bad for you right and it's like i don't know man yeah. like i just i just love it but anyway i'm really glad you're reading that man yeah that's really cool thank you and i'll finish uh that whole conversation by reiterating one thing you said and then adding to sure, it yeah which is you are stronger than you think like one that has been so true for me oh yeah anything that i've ever put myself to through to in like in, really i learned it from martial arts like i'd be a muay thai and i'd be like if i throw one more roundhouse kick i'm gonna throw up all over this floor and then a hundred is a true story. A hundred later, I threw the best one of my life. And like a yeah, hundred ago, I didn't think that I could throw one more. You know, it's just like, I have no idea what I'm capable and neither do you, dear listener. Uh, the next point is just the future may be better than you can possibly imagine. So think about that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just the little, it's like the biggest lesson I've learned in my 30s, honestly. It's just like, dude, a little, un a little discomfort like for a little while like just do do the stuff that's difficult you know eat eat the eat totally. the frog i guess is it, have you heard that saying eat the frog 
No, I haven't. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was just like if you have it's basically like the message of it is like if you if you have like a list of stuff that you need to do, do the thing you don't want to do first. Totally. We waste so much time trying to like worrying about the thing that we don't want to do. And in fact, usually when we do the thing, it's not nearly as bad as our worry of it. Dude, it's funny because like people ask me all the time on my pages and stuff. They're like, what's the good self-help book? Like, what's your favorite you know, book about like motivation or like I get those questions like all the time. And I'm really not trying to have like a bro science podcast or anything. That's not what we're trying to do right no, now. But no. like, I really do think that like I could save you a pretty decent amount of time and money from buying these self-help books and like really kind of boil down what most of them say. And what most of them say is do the stuff you don't want to do. That thing that you don't want to talk about is the thing you do need it. to talk like, about. The, yep. your, the obstacle is the way, man. Like, like it's, that's one of those books. And it, it really, it's just like. The obstacle is the way. I love just that. just like, and I'm, I'm, again, not trying to do bro science podcast stuff. I know, that every, I know that everybody has different lives and different circumstances. I know. But like with regard to those exact books, I think a lot of those books are kind of just saying the same thing. Like they're mostly all just saying the thing that you don't want to do, the thing yeah. that's stressing you out is probably the thing you should be doing. Because I've read like a decent amount of these books. I used to listen to them when I was at work. Uh, and I don't talk about them very much, but I've read like a lot of self-help books. And that really, like it, it, it can really just be boiled down to like, if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. If you do what's easy, your life will be hard, you know? Yep. Like, it's funny because like this, 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 it's like an entire industry like around self-help yeah, yeah. books. Like a lot That's of them are right. different. A lot of them are different, obviously. But like totally. I, but like a lot of them are just like, you know, get your life back on track. Like, you know, get right. disciplined and suffer your way to being better. I don't know. I feel like if those people had the answers, they wouldn't be writing the books. I don't know. Definitely lean some good things from them, though. I do think that you covered at least 60 percent of the old industry with your uh, do the hard thing uh, montage there. But I totally agree with you. Like, it's the truth of it, you know, but sometimes because like and I even said this on a previous one when I was reading, I think the 48 powers of um, the 48 laws of <laughs> 48 power. Laws, laws of power. Wasn't powers. that book like kind of douchey? Like, wasn't that kind of like a yeah, it was a little douchey? Yeah, yeah like sure. wasn't that kind of like, oh, like, make sure your enemies like and it's like, wait, what the hell? Like. I mean, I yeah, guess it was Peck like is like that. It guide. Ah, see, it's like that's the thing too. It's like it's everybody's so different. Like every everybody's totally. so everybody processes information like so differently. So maybe that's why there's such a variance in self help books and stuff is because like there's like like unfuck your anxiety. Like we're gonna take like a like a different approach. To, like we're gonna curse a lot in this book, and I'm like really getting totally, down to totally. your level. And then but then there's like these more kind of like highbrow. Like uh, I'm talking specifically with anxiety books, but like um, Barry McDonough's like Dare is like a much more kind of like like clinical approach to to anxiety okay. and stuff like that. But it, it's just it's interesting how a lot of these books are saying like similar things, you know what I mean? But they're like dressed up differently. And like like that's how like the whole motivational or um, I should say uh, self-help like industry kind of like operates almost. It's like I've read a bunch of books about anxiety because I've suffered with like generalized anxiety disorder and panic disorder and like pretty much every single book is just like it, it they all they are they're all basically just like hey, you got to stop trying to make this go away. You know, and so depending on right. the person, it's like some people just connect a lot differently with like how come about. But like, I feel like I don't do, do, do you do you like the book format with those kinds of self-help avenues or because I'd rather just like go on the Internet and see what other people's experiences are with stuff. Like that's kind of like what's helped me the most with things is just like seeing other people talking about stuff with each other. 
Like instead totally. of like one guy being like, here's everything you have to do, you know, and that's why I just don't really like those books very much. I agree. Personally, I get a lot more like self-help actual nuggets from, and this is, and l- let me be clear here. I'm talking about general self-help book and I'll, and I'll say, explain what I mean in further in a minute here, but I get more personally out of listening to like a insightful, well-crafted interview with the author by someone who's read the book. And them mm, talking okay. about its contents in more of a summarized form than like nitty gritty reading 400 pages of a general self-help book. And when I say general self-help book is I think that kind of like you said, you can boil a lot of that industry down or a lot of the messages within those books into some state, some simple statements that are very true, some simple truths that are universal and helpful sometimes and, and not helpful in other ways uh, in specific circumstances. And so I really think that the real juice of self-help books, at least this has been my experience, is not in general self-help books. This is why I read Alan Carr's, that's why I'm reading Alan Carr's like self um, guide to quitting smoking is because it's specifically about one sure. little area yeah, of I life. Think I and I think saying. Yeah. that like be a sniper when it comes to your self-help. Hmm. If you're trying to get better at finance, read a finance self-help book. Don't read a generalized, you know, how to win sort of book, you know, um, <laughs> how you to know, feel like, more powerful when you're talking like edge. Like, no, that's not like <clears throat> that. It's fine. But like, and there's probably some good nuggets in there, but like, it's, and it's easier. I don't know. It, our brains are our brains are contortionist. They're like they're like Houdinis. They're so quick to, and like able to get out of anything. They're like octopus, you know. And so unless you really got to nail it down with something specific about what you're doing, because we can hear some generalized knowledge that you could totally apply to the problem that you're having in your life that you're trying to fix. But it, we're quick to be like, ah, oh, no, I'm looking for ways to like not have reasons to not do this thing. And so we can kind of slimy fish our way out of them, you know. But if you're reading one specifically about the thing that you're trying to get better at it's harder to do that i find and it's easier to apply yeah um, obviously no but... for sure I, I think i know what you mean too because and i think that's why the field like the not the field really but like the the genre of self-help books is so it's so wild because it's like like i just read one uh, a few months ago uh, i can't remember the author's name um but it was about i read a lot of books about anxiety and uh it's it's uh, some of it's been helpful some of it hasn't but one of them was like this is your spiritual self trying to communicate to you. And I was like, dude, that's not the kind of book I'm trying to read right now. Like, that's, no. it's just, it's so far from like, it's like, I'm not just like, I'm not spiritually nervous. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, right, right, right. <laughs> like, this isn't not, an auric field problem. Okay? Like, 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 <laughs> but, but the crazy, but, but the thing is though, it's like for some people, I feel like, yeah, that's like exactly what they need to hear. You know what I mean? depends on how you see the world too but i think that's why like you know i get a lot of questions about it even though i, I mostly do genre fiction i still get like at least once a week somebody like what are the, the your favorite self-help books like what are your favorite but and it's just like ah man like i just you like your life is so yes. u- uniquely yes. yours and like like if you described your issues to me and we were like best friends i still don't know if i'd have a good recommendation for you like it's right. just that's it's like, a I thing think, what's the best exercise yeah i don't know well I don't know. Are you trying to build strength in your arms, your core? What are you, yeah, what are you, right, what's totally. your goals here? You know, what are you struggling with is yeah. the is the answer it's to that hard. question, right? Like, what's the best self-help book? I don't know. What are you trying to solve? And then we can go from there. But obviously, you can't do that with 300 people a month, you know, that hit you up in your DMs. No, but, I mean, uh, it's, because, yeah, I mean, like, I would love to be like, oh, this one changed my entire life. You know what I mean? But right. <laughs> honestly, the closest thing that has changed my entire life is Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking, which is only applicable Dude. to people that are ready to quit smoking. So I can't just be like, oh, this is the one, you know, like, it's so funny. <laughs> right. It very literally could have given you actual years of your life here here's what i'll say yeah. for generalized self-help but yeah we gotta up. wrap up here i gotta go okay yeah everyone should read victor frankel's 
uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Sure, sure. That book is amazing. It will help everyone's life, and it's give you some great things to think about, framework to put life in, real good stuff. Um, okay, so based <laughs> upon your recommendation from last week and i know you gotta go so i'll wrap this up here. yeah thank but, you sorry um, I, th that was my fault i rambled for so long about everything oh so you're, you're fine my, I, I i'm sorry to everybody at this party that's expecting me <laughs> no you're good this you're is good. important to me whatever yeah yeah totally okay the last thing that i <laughs> want to say and thank you for and then we can get out of here because i know you got to go is you recommended that i watch the legend of the ten rings shang chi and oh, the legend of the ten rings yeah. to be specific Okay, I'm going to save most of this for next week, because, but I just want to let you know, because I know you got to go, but I yeah. have like two pages of notes on it. I, I loved it so much. It's so good. I loved it so much. It's so, dude, it flew like, right under the radar. Right it flew, now. It, it, like, I, I can't right believe. Right under the radar. Dude, if it would have come out w without it's COVID shocking. stuff. It's such a shame, man, because there was supposed to be a sequel, and I guess it just isn't being, <gasps> it just didn't make enough money, and it's like, it's so good. It's like one of the best Dude, Marvel movies. It's like movies. the freshest superhero yeah. movie. I couldn't believe it was a Marvel movie. It's yeah. so awesome. Like I said, yeah. I have two pages of notes. I know you got to go, so we'll end this here. Yeah, but I do. I loved it. Excellent recommendation, dude. Excellent. Man, I love being able to recommend a Marvel movie where you can come back and be like, yes. that Because like, yes, yeah. there's so many other things, dude. And if I was just like, oh, I, you know you know what's really underrated is Thor The Dark World. And you like came back right. and were like, dude, that movie sucked. Like, I don't know. Why. Right, like Aquaman. <laughs> dude, okay. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I do have to leave. Uh, but everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I know we went on a little bit of a tangent there, but, um, you know, I mean, we're, we're just a couple, couple of people with a podcast, with people stuff, people problems and people solutions and people experiences. You know, people so, things in a peoply world full of People, yeah you know? so appreciate all of you listening to that and um yeah expect some episodes uh it is christmas time uh my whole side of the family that i'm gonna go spend time with the celebrates christmas and it's a whole big thing down in bend and cool. i should be seeing chad but i don't know i'd be so stoked to see you brother this time of year is just such a mess like every single time and um yeah so everybody is your family but i do want to see him if we don't see you before Christmas uh, or right around there, everybody, if you do celebrate, take it easy. Keep it safe. You know, if it's snowing outside, drive slow and everything. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, all that good stuff. And thank you for two awesome years of podcasting, everybody. Thank really, you so really much, everybody. Uh, all right. I'm going to take off. I got stuff to do. And uh, Chad, I know you have stuff to do, too. I really wish I could just sit and read, honestly. To be, just just dude, between me and you. I want to tell you more about the Ten Rings, the, honestly. I got dude, notes. Just, <laughs> just, between, just between me and you and the few thousand people that are listening to this, lots and lots of people, uh, I don't want to go to this party. I want to read the first Any binding that has a white elephant gift exchange is like one that you're being dragged to kind of you know, it's like for work or something you know <laughs> it's okay it's okay uh everybody knows now you got this <laughs> all right uh, Dude, but you are bringing you... the best yeah. gift so yeah, you know, you'll be, you'll be i'll let you know right? how that goes anyway i'm gonna go okay, okay. everybody thank you so much all for right. listening hope you have an awesome rest of your day happy holidays happy holidays and, uh happy reading as well bye everybody